the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about living beyond your ways and means or living underneath your ways and means. Saving more, investing more, starting early, starting too late. Living life in a trailer versus living life in a mansion. It differs on where you want to retire enormously. You can be in 114 degree desert heat. You can find something a little bit more palatable to you that may have mold and you don't like it. That may have altitude that you can't breathe in it. So there's a lot of stuff going on there, right? I saw a story yesterday about a guy who's 30 years old, commutes four hours a day to work to avoid $4,500 a month San Francisco rent. Talking about a limited time of doing something like that. His alarm goes off at 4.30 every day in the morning, which isn't bad. He crawls out of bed, prepares for the two-hour, 72-mile commute ahead of him. And that's just the first half of his journey. He lives in a rural town of Dixon, California. To commute from Dixon all the way to San Francisco is pretty crazy, but that's what some people are willing to do. Um, not a lot of congestion early in the morning, but once you start, you start seeing it crop up almost everywhere. And, uh, I don't know if I would want to live that far away, to be quite honest with you, especially in a situation where in his scenario, he's driving to a bus station, busing to a BART station, BARTing to work. It'd be really tiring just to do one. But to do all four, it keeps you a little, or do all three, it kind of stimulates you. It's tough to call San Francisco a home when the median rent's $4,500. In New York, it's $2,900. It's 4500 in San Francisco. It's 2900 in New York. In Boston, $2,700. In Washington, D.C., $2,600. In Miami, $2,400. Across the United States, $1,700. But in San Francisco, $4,500. I don't know how long I would be able to commute three to four hours a day. I would have to have something really committed, like I'm going to become a joke writer at night, or if I'm going to be in the, or I'm going to become, I'm going to start writing my memoirs, or I'm going to start listening to every episode of Howard Stern ever. When you see how much home prices are, you're like, I'm not buying. The average home in Palo Alto is 3.3 million. In Los Altos, it's 3.6 million. In Atherton, it's $7 million. Those are the nicest communities, some would say, in the Bay Area, or at least they'd say that you're close to work, right? How far would you commute 
And at what point in time do you not want to spend four hours a day commuting? That adds up. Later in life, you can be you know on your deathbed instead of saying Rosebud. Rosebud was a sled, by the way, which represented childhood youth. So he was really saying that he missed his youth, that he never had it. And that's the tragedy of William Randolph Hearst, ladies and gentlemen. Please, please, grab your hot cocos and sit by the fire and let's talk William Randolph Hearst. You can have all the money in the world, but it doesn't mean anything. If when you end up dying, you say, four-hour commute. Or you say, Rosebud. Or you say, grandchildren, because you worked so hard you never got married until late in life that you never got to see grandchildren. What's the big regret you're going to have? Trying to afford living. Netflix a little bit weaker today. I'm interested. Facebook a little bit stronger today. I'm interested. Well off its high of 200 plus. Amazon continues to rock and roll the Amazon Web Services. But also, everything they touch seems to go to gold. Apple's ever so slightly higher today. And Google is too. I directly own Apple, Alphabet, Facebook, and Netflix, and Amazon's in the S&P 500, so I got that covered. And that's a little bit of a fearsome thing, because you could say you can own the individual stocks, but then you own the ETF or the S&P 500, and suddenly you own a lot of that, because it's, it's market-weighted, and you don't even realize you own a lot of it. Fortnite's pulling in over $300 million a month right now. That's a lot of money. So, and it's been pulling that in <coughs> essentially all year long. So the question is, how much money is Fortnite going to make? Is it for real going to make $3.5 billion annually? Why make trillions Comes down to- when we could make billion? What's weird about it is people are eager to spend real money on virtual currencies that don't have any impact on actual gameplay. So you can buy like a kimono, or you can buy like a pickaxe that has, uh, the pickaxe lets you build things in the game, but the pickaxe that you buy, it might be fish-themed, so it looks like a salmon while you're flying down. The game's totally free to play. Epic Games continues to add new items to the game, so people are excited to come back to it. They reinvest money into a game via 100 million esports prize pool. Um, Epic does. So Epic is saying, okay... We know people like this game, but let's get them addicted to it and let's come up with some prizes. A hundred million plus dollars. So I know we're pulling in three billion, so let's let's give back a little bit. Now, it's a game where avoidance is key, and that's kind of interesting, because when you play the game you're playing against kids who are jumping around. Jump, jump, jump up, jump up, jump up and around. Now, it's interesting because you can get to the final top ten without killing anyone. And that's a skill. The skins in the game are pretty expensive. I know one person has spent over $1,000 on what he refers to as stupid skins. Can you imagine spending a 1000 real dollars on clothes for your avatar? Game's not even really rolling out on 
Android, anyway, shape, or form at this point in time. And the players like the <coughs> excuse me. Players like the updates. Anyway, I throw that out there for you. Three billion dollars. I give you the FBI. Global stock markets are mostly higher as U.S. and China hike tariffs. What a game of poker China and the United States are playing. <coughs> and on some levels, the rest of the world with tariffs against the United States. Trade war of poker. Games without frontiers. War without fears. Central bankers, including Jerome Powell, are getting together in Jackson Hole. So that's going to be probably the highlights that come out of the weekend. Oil cooled off today. It's been on an interesting up and down ride recently. Currently moving back up. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Candy called last night. Who's going to be the person to break through today with a phone call? We'll find out. 800-516-1220. By the way, the way to play... Fortnite as an investment, probably NVIDIA or AMD. AMD? Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. I'm very, very, very blessed having worked at Cron, KDOW, having started a company many, many years ago called Mercury Capital Management. That was an investment advisory service that ultimately hooked up with CFP Chad Burton because investment advisory is different than financial planning. I'm very blessed, and I know that. I went to college, and I got some student debt and mine was manageable in my opinion i came out of college with some student debt that i didn't pay off until my early 30s but it didn't let it bother me i didn't take on too much it was very very nominal having scholarships helps but not doesn't cover everything student loan debt is impending a lot of americans american dream where they know it's a good idea to own real estate over the long time term, but they're uncomfortable putting a signature on something when they owe more than $100,000 on student debt. My 20s played out perfectly. I got to get a college degree, got to get an advanced degree, got to meet and fall in love with beautiful, unbelievably intelligent women that helped me form what I want in life. I expanded my horizons. I traveled enormously. Um, I made some mistakes. Like, I traveled well, and I fell in love a lot. And both of those can become problems that feed each other not so well. You know, I guess if I were to have a, a regret, it comes down to the idea of I probably could have saved a little bit more. But I'm glad that I made mistakes. I'm glad that, you know, I went to Miami and, you know, had an unbelievable vacation for four days. 
I could have done 14 days on what I did in four days, right? And that's where you start learning your mistakes. And that's why I think it's important about letting your kids in their 20s kind of learn financial mistakes. And I do believe in getting a kid a secured credit card when they turn 17 or 16 or 18, whatever you're comfortable with. I do believe that we live in a different day and age. I don't think the idea of sending our kids to school the way we used to send our kids to school back in the, on the prairie, ma, I don't want to go to the schoolhouse today, but Paul says, you got to go. You got to go. But ma, I don't want to go. I think the whole little house on the prairie K through 12 is so archaic. I don't think we're prepared for the future. That scares me when we start talking about $100,000 in student debt that comes out of that ma and pa um, way of educating. We live in a world of kids are watching iPads and watching YouTube. They're not watching TV like you used to. Or they're not listening to the radio like your parents used to. Student loan debt holders do want to own a home. It's just really hard to get there. And I think that's going to be kind of interesting. I think that's one of the reasons why you want to let your kids make financial mistakes. So that they can learn while they have time. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You know, I talked a little bit about the man who commutes four hours a day. 140 miles a day. So he doesn't have to pay San Francisco type rents. But at the end, you know, you can't take it with you. So that's out there. Social media history. I had a little bit of a thought today that uh, my boys are in front of Channel 7 and they're taking pictures, booing the Channel 7 logo, just totally making funny faces at it. I don't work for Channel 7. That's the funny thing. I work for Channel 4, which is right in the same building, but my kids are totally mocking it. And I'm like, I should put that on Facebook. And then I'm, I'm starting to think about like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. What happens if one day they want to get a job and they see that, like, whoa. Behave yourself. That's how social media to me plays out. It's like, it's not so much about the now, it's about the future. I really don't care that my friend restained a bar. I don't. I really don't care that his daughter went to summer camp and had a great time. I don't. If I'm happy to have a beer with him and I go, hey, how's the family? And he tells me, hey, I restained a bar. I'd be like, ooh, cute. Tell me about it. How many hours did that take? Says his daughter's getting bigger and went to camp and met a boy. I'd be like, ooh, tell me about that. What's that like having a daughter who you got to worry about boys? The post on Facebook is just depressing to me. So, do you know anyone who has a hairy back? I once saw Sasquatch. I saw Bigfoot. He was laying on a beach in North Carolina. I saw him. And then it turned out to be a guy with a hairy back. I know you're saying, where's this going? There's a guy who had a hairy back and his kids were tired of seeing his hairy back. And his wife was tired of seeing his hairy back. Nobody wants to see it. The hair has to go. So, instead of having someone shave you, instead of having someone like wax you, instead of having someone, because it's a tough area to get to, this one guy decided to come up with what's called a back blade. Now, I throw that out there because having a hairy back has been a problem for thousands of years for some men. And this guy comes up with what's called a black back blade. 
and all it is is kind of a razor blade somehow tied to a selfie stick, tied towards something along those lines. So he did a little research, you know, developing some prototypes. He'd get, you know, his brothers and father-in-law, you know, you gotta, you gotta start shaving that stuff. And uh, did a little family testing. Did a little video tutorials demonstrating the device. You don't want to cut yourself. Dealing with razors, you tend to cut yourself. Doing a little bit of crowdfunding. He wanted to pull in fifty to 100000 You know what he got on this idea? $1 million. And thus started the company called Backblades, B-A-K Blades. Now, I know everyone has a mission in life to be important. I know everyone has a mission in life to accomplish something. His mission in life was to come up with Backblades, a way of putting a razor blade on a selfie stick and shaving your own back. So you can enter every spot you need to hit. So that a woman who falls in love with a gorilla could actually fall in love with a prince. It has a collapsible handle. It's discreet. This man's mission in life was to come up with this product. And he's made 50 plus million. Sales have grown to 50 plus million. Well, actually, excuse me. Sales have grown from 50,000 to 5 million. He's on target for 50 million. All from shaving hair on your back. Do you love me for better or for worse? For richer or for poor? For hairy back or less hairy back? Oh no, I draw the line at hairy back. So, Backblade. That's his mission in life. What's yours? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Oprah Winfrey was in the news yesterday. And she's introducing a new line of pizzas. Now, for the love of good gosh, we don't need a new line of pizzas. And Oprah Winfrey was once at Disneyland celebrating the new opening of Oprah Winfrey's Oprah Mountain. She's one of those people that could become a computer virus that turns your 250 gig hard drive suddenly into a 90 gig hard drive then it slowly expands to 500 gigs yeah no kidding and i know are you saying are you fat shaming oprah no 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 there's going to be a broadway musical called phantom of the oprah i think she's unbelievably talented um yeah yeah so you know, she sold Kai tea lattes at Starbucks. Do you remember when she sold Kai tea lattes at Starbucks? No. I do. She will put her name on anything. And it doesn't mean that it's good. It's like when Dr. Phil comes out with a book on losing weight. I'm like, no. Have you looked at yourself, you big fat oompa loompa doompa? No. I'm not taking advice from you. 
Oh, I know you're saying get off Oprah. She saves the world. She's I know I get it. So, you know, I actually dig a lot in hindsight. When you're living through the presidency, you go not so great because we had super high inflation problems along those lines at that time. President Jimmy Carter. He was once called, you know, uh, president of the United States. And he lived in that famous white mansion on Pennsylvania Avenue. Now he lives in a much more modest abode, which I'm all about. So he lives a fairly normal and frugal life. He's 93 years old. He lives in a ranch house that he built himself in 1961. It's in Plains, Georgia. It's assessed at $167,000. There's an armored Secret Service vehicle parked outside of it, basically 24-7-365, which is more expensive than the house. So a lot of frugal tendencies. He does weekend dinings with neighbors on paper plates. He buys bargain branded wine. They make their own yogurt, him and his wife. How do you even make yogurt? That whole, I don't even want to know. It's like the whole sausage thing. Don't want to know. But what's interesting is Carter shops at his local Dollar General store. Um, He flies commercial. I think that's, I'm not going to say noble, but it's refreshing. He's published 33 books, including a children's book on reflections of his presidency. He gets a $210,000 annual pension, as do all former presidents. He is part of the presidents of the United States, the superhero group. In 2017, he got more than $230,000 in national taxpayers' allowances. And he's just getting old. It's strangely refreshing to see, in my opinion. Keeping the peace, supporting human rights, doing the way things the way he wants to. Barack Obama's already got splashy on us. He bought an eight point one million dollar mansion in Washington D.C. He's often seen in Martha's Vineyard. Not so much from Jimmy Carter. Now Jimmy Carter's obviously older. Bill Clinton left the White House and bought a sixteen million dollars home. Now, some of these presidents leave office with some debt for legal reasons, but then they get into those paid speeches. George Debbie Bush in 2015, I'm sorry, in 2009, he gave 200 paid speeches, making $100,000 to $175,000 per, per speech, George W. Bush. Fancy living, not Carter style, Jimmy Carter style. I kind of like that. I think we're all... You know, if I were to predict the future, we all should live, live less fancy because that's going to be part of the what's options. Sprint offers unlimited data for $25 a month. Woohoo! Sprint brings back its Kickstart promo, offering unlimited data for $25 a month if you switch. Sprint's going after AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile users again, hoping to lure switchers with a much cheaper monthly rate for unlimited talk, text, and data. I don't know. I just... To me, it comes down to trust. It's not so much the money. I just need that phone to work. And I don't know if I trust Sprint. I like the way you, you say ne- that. Do you remember Nextel and the push-to-talk walkie-talkie features? And people were, like, loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-bop. Um, I hated it. I'm loving it. No, 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 I'm hating it. 
but $25 per line would still make it the cheapest unlimited plan amongst the four major carriers. Though it doesn't include perks like uh, Hulu, mobile hotspots, or international roaming. Company also promises those who switch will be able to keep the cheaper $25 rate for as long as they have Sprint. That's kind of nice. Verizon's base going limited starts at $75 for one line and raises to $130 for two lines. And we got 5G coming around the corner. And what do you think Sprint and Verizon and AT&T are going to do with that? You think they're going to cut prices? <laughs> oh, no, 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 as my French uh, friend would say. Global stocks are mostly higher as the U.S. and China hike tariffs. Yeah, that's still in the news. Which is a very good thing. Which is a very, very good thing. China imposed some new tariff hikes on uh, some goods in the United States. And I just kind of want to forget about it for just a minute. Can I just forget about it for just a minute? The United States, No, I can't. The United States and China imposed 25% tariff on $16 billion of each other's goods, including automobiles, factory equipment, and other goods. Beijing has rejected U.S. demands to scale back technology development plans. Its trading partners say and violate Chinese markets opening pledges. It's interesting. Qualcomm tried to pick up uh, a semiconductor company who has its origins in Silicon Valley, but who got acquired by a Chinese company. And China's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not giving up uh, any of our secrets to you. And we're like, oh, no, no, no. We're not giving up any of our secrets to you. And this is all kind of new, where we were trying to get along, and now it's like not so much. So that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I've gone from Oprah to Jimmy Carter to Starbucks to what else can I possibly hit during this segment? Oh, my. There's always an adventure out there, and there's always a good idea out there. Celebrity Cruises is spending $500 million to make over every room on every ship. I I, I still don't want to go on a cruise until I absolutely positively have no life left in me. Until I've given up on everything and said I'm going to wear sweatpants seven days a week. Isn't a track suit, isn't a sweatpants suit basically saying you've given up on style, on living, on life itself? I think so. I saw that a 29-year-old bought a $60,000 Tesla with a credit card and earned an estimated $5,000 in rewards. That's great. But I don't know if I'd still buy a $60,000 Tesla because it's an overpriced vehicle that's from getting you from point A to point B. But it's a lovely vehicle, the Model 3. If you use credit cards responsibly, though, making large purchases to earn tons of points is an easy way to win. And that's not the million-mile secrets of credit card holders. So Tesla wouldn't let Rosso purchase the car directly with his credit card, but they did accept the payment through Plastique, which is a third-party service that charges a 2.5% fee. I don't know. You just pay 2.5% more from points, earning three times points get two and a half times uh, fee. I don't know if that's a winner. I don't know if that's a winner. But yeah, you do rack up the points and you know, yeah, you do get free stays. I love that about credit cards. Even though I've got so many points now, I know you're saying you're kind of a big deal, aren't you? I'm kind of a big deal. I've got so many points, I just never spend them. 
and it's weird because it's like money that you've already earned and they can go out and mathematically change the value of those points at any point in time. Fortnite could take out the biggest shooting games of 2018. It's going to be a big winner for video games. If you know how to floss or do the eagle. What are the other dances called? Uh, Taking the L. Dabbing. Yeah. Then there's uh, the Michael Jackson dead zombie dance, which is awesome. But Fortnite has become so popular that it's taken over Activision, Blizzard's Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, Electronic Arts, Battlefield 5, Red Dead Redemption 2. Not out yet, but Fortnite's unlikely to kill those shooters, all of which are going to be highly popular. But could it cause some underperformance? Now, Red Dead is believed to be the least vulnerable to Fortnite, given that it's tied towards the wild, wild west. But uh, Call of Duty Black Ops and, you know, it, it's, it's pretty close. Battlefield Five. So Fortnite, a goofy little game, pulling in billions of dollars over the next year, year and a half, two years. It's unlikely to kill the shooter, but it is changing the way the game is played, literally. Check out Fortnite if you haven't checked it out yet. Fun, 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 fun. I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So my name is Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I will talk about whatever I need to talk about on this show to get you to retirement. Sometimes it's changing the rules a little bit. Telling you things like buy term life insurance and don't buy variable life or whole life. I don't want to beat that drum to the death, but I'll tell you what. There's some people who sell you product that's just, they're just plain awful. They're just plain awful and it's embarrassing to me because it doesn't need to be that way. In my opinion. But again, everyone has to earn their own way and some people think, hey, making a big fat commission on someone's back is the way to do it. And some people will say, that's easy for you, Rob, because you've got blah, 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 and you've got blah, blah, blah. A lot of people like to look at what other people have and say, well, I don't mind hurting people. I got to get ahead, too. I just don't believe in hurting people. Don't believe in hurting dogs or kids and never have, never will. If you want to hurt you know, someone over 30, that to me is better than hurting a kid who's innocent. At least the person over 30 could read the contract they're signing and say, does this make any sense? Anyhow, you get my idea. I'm a little bit on the crazy side, but I know that, and you know that too. So Fortnite is changing the way people play video games. There's a free component. There's a paid component. But it's also very social, and they changed the, kind of the rules of the shooters. There's a lot of two-man play, a lot of four-man play. It's a little bit more geared, I think, towards kids because it's cartoony. But that's pulling billions of dollars of eyeballs, whether it's advertising on television or other video games. Uh, it's something that Electronic Arts is going to have to think about. Activision is going to have to think about. Take-Two Interactive is going to have to think about in large part because uh, I think it's very real. It's a trend. If you talk to kids today under 10, you know what they want to do when they grow up? Be a video game player. 
or a YouTuber who makes video game who makes videos of them playing video games. Elon Musk was recently dating a young singer who likes to stream herself playing video games. Now, when I was growing up, you didn't score a lot of points with the ladies by saying you played video games. In fact, you were probably considered a nerd. Now the nerds have inherited the world. They own Facebook, literally. A guy named Mark Zuckerberg. The nerds who did computer science because they played Pac-Man growing up and wanted to make a game like Pac-Man created Facebook, created Google, created Yahoo. I know you're saying Yahoo? Who? Exactly. So the nerds shall inherit the earth. Congratulations, nerds. Congratulations. You've inherited the earth. Oh, and guess what? It's melting and there's no more polar bears. You could have it. It's just a big rock that's going hurling towards the sun anyway. I know you're saying, wow, that went dark. I know, right? I need me some Taco Bell. I know you're saying, no, no, don't do the Taco Bell. We know what that does to you. No, don't do the Taco Bell. You'll turn into a monster. There's a lot of caution right now on Wall Street. The political woes of President Trump. People are starting to say President Pence has a nice kind of ring to it. Two close former allies of President Trump have been convicted. Now, there's an issue there. President Trump says he wants to make flipping illegal. (laughs) Of course. I would, too. If everyone you've hired basically has plotted against you on some level, way, shape, or form, Omarosa, making 200 tapes. Do you think she had a book in mind before she even stepped into the White House? It's a lot of tape. (laughs) It's a lot of audio tape. Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Middle class families are earning less in almost every state. There's a couple exceptions to that. I worry about the middle class because I came from the middle class. Uh, Military family was kind of a lower middle class, maybe an upper middle class in some states. To be middle class, you have to earn an annual household income about two-thirds double the national median. And the national median is 59000 That's interesting. I was definitely middle class growing up, if you use these numbers, not adjusted for inflation. So the middle class, are they disappearing? It's a big question. Because we don't just need computer engineers and nerds. We need people to massage computer engineers and nerds' backs when they get hurt from typing all day. One in five millennials say they've been scammed at the pump in the past year. Gas stations may be more dangerous than they appear. One in five millennials suspect they've lost money when paying to fill up their tanks because of a fraud called skimming. Skimming is a crime that occurs when fraudsters attach a device called a skimmer to the card reader and grab data off the magnetic strip. Gas stations are the lowest hanging fruit when it comes to bad guys. Millennials are more likely to say they've been scammed. Just over 20% of millennials suspect they've been a victim. It's likely comes down to awareness. Millennials are the group most likely to monitor their finances and recognize when something's wrong. I got a text message from my credit card the other day that said BD Adventures. I'm like, BD Adventures? $300. It's Bangladesh. I'm like, that's not me. Because I'm monitoring my my spending. 
I caught some fraud. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Seminar coming up. Use code RADIO25, code RADIO25 to get in for free at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 